Welcome to the Bank Marketing Show, the podcast that engages and informs you for success in today's marketplace. It's the show that will make you a better marketer with trends, tactics, and inspiration from experts and industry leaders. If you're wanting to impact your personal success and position your bank as the best choice in your market, you're in the right place. Now let's dive into today's show with your hosts, Chris and Dan. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Bank Marketing Show. We're uh, excited to have you with us today. We've got another great guest lined up that is going to give us, I think, some some great insightful information on uh, relationship resources for you and and some really uh, really useful takeaways. So we're glad to have you with us today. And Dan, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing Good. well. Good. Uh, well, welcome, Brent. We're glad to have you. Great to be here. All right. Yeah. So Brent, um, Chris and I have both been working with with you for a couple of years now uh, on our agency side. Brent Weaver uh, runs a company called You Gurus, which is a an agency mastermind um, company devoted to kind of helping digital agencies grow. And uh, your mission is to help 10,000 digital agency owners achieve freedom in their business and life. And that's definitely, I think Chris and I have definitely <laughs> experienced that along the way, just, you know, um, figuring out how to run our agencies better with, uh, with process and platform. And, um, you know, I, I think you actually, a lot of the inspiration for, for this podcast comes from yours and comes from working with you. So we're super excited for, for you to be here. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, be here. Do you want to start, Brent, and give us a little more um, color on, on, you know, on you gurus and, and what you uh, kind of, where your passions lie? And um, I know we're going to, we're going to get in today a, a little about your, um, your book, which is around uh, around niching, just love your kind of ten thousand foot view on on everything you're you're working on and where your your perspective comes from. Yeah, for sure. So, and and, and great to be here, guys. And it's so fun to see uh, the partnership that you've created to create this content and make this available for uh, the banking industry and seeing what you're doing uh, to really help deliver more value to your market. And that's like the ethos of what you gurus is all about. We help agencies. You know, get more leads, get better clients, grow their business, and a lot of it just comes down to you know helping more people, like creating content, bringing your expertise into the market, and a lot of that uh, mindset came from us running our my first agency in maybe the wrong way for seven or eight years and not really getting the results that we thought were possible. We didn't really have any marketing. We didn't really we weren't getting uh, ideal clients. We were just kind of working with random referrals, word of mouth, and. Sometimes those would be great clients. Sometimes they would be not so great clients. And we really had no control or uh, autonomy kind of over our business. We had no predictability. And so we had to figure out a different way to do that. And uh, I kind of went on this, this personal journey and this, this business quest to learn from other experts, other marketers. Uh, and you know, this is back in like the mid-2000s. So like the amount of content available to help you grow your business online, like there was some stuff, but it was like, it's like breadcrumbs, right? And so we were hiring a lot of consultants, a lot of other other folks joining a lot of groups to try to you know learn how to run a successful agency. And we started figuring it out. And I kind of thought when we actually uh, sold that business five or six years uh, later, and I thought about you know what would be the business I wish existed when I had started my agency? What would have helped me get to a successful business faster? And so you know a lot of the people that were great mentors of mine or 
you know, provided us great, you know, systems or frameworks. We basically created a company to to bring that kind of service to our market, and uh, really haven't looked back. It's been a crazy journey. We started YouGurus in 2012. Um, you know, very uh, humble beginnings. We had no real products or services. Um, but we had good ideas, and we had a lot of experience helping agencies in kind of like pockets of of helping them grow their business. And so, you know, the last ten years has been a, a journey, and we've now helped thousands of agency owners. Uh, with a variety of things around, you know, attracting more leads and and increasing their prices, which you know maybe the bank clients are excited about, maybe <laughs> not. But it all, it all comes back to this idea of like delivering more value to uh, to the businesses and the, the clients we are working with. And and I think I'm sure as as bankers, right? They can you you know this audience could probably relate to that. It's like how do you how do you make more money? Well, it's like well you just deliver more value, right? Solve more problems for people, and that's really what it's all about. Um, last year, we were actually uh, acquired by a, a much bigger company. And um, so that's been really cool for a variety of reasons. It's fun to, to have an acquisition um, for this business as well. But it's also great because the businesses that acquired us are like... They, they have really, really big audiences of our, um, of our ideal customer. And so we get to play in an even bigger game. And that's, that's, been, that's been super fun as well. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's lots more to my story than that. But that's kind of the... Uh, I would say elevator pitch, but maybe that's like the elevator pitch in a pretty long elevator ride. Maybe that was like the, you know, the Empire State Building elevator pitch of Uyghurs. My backstory. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that actually sets up really well because, uh, it, you know, what our listeners, if they're pausing, Brent, and kind of going, "Well, what what does this have to do with me as a bank marketer?" Um, I think you set that up well because part of the backdrop of what you discussed is finding the right partnership and, and finding a, a fit because with your agency, you didn't have that to reach out to. Therefore, you were resource dry and you know it didn't have that. So when you went that direction and became this resource, this guidepost, this, you know, all these things to the agency world, that is identically reflective of what Dan with his agency and me with my agency and what we're doing with with bank marketers. So so let's dive into that a little bit because it, it's, you know, it'd be great if every one of our bank clients, um, mine are primarily in the southeastern U.S. and Dan's are, are kind of mid-east and up and all over the place as well. You know, is, is, of course, what everybody wants to do is flip open the yellow pages and find an agency, right? Yeah. Isn't that how we, isn't that how we do it? These days, man. Yeah, yeah, just the the, the two inch thick yellow pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, that, so, is that still a thing? Is that do we no, do we yellow pages? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. So uh, everybody, uh, all of us on on screen here are all digital marketing, you know, experts. So it's kind of a funny to throw in there. So Brent, as as a bank marketer, and I'm sitting here, and I know that I need help. I need I need expertise and digital ad platform placement. I can't do my own SEO, you know, on and on and on, you know, need to grow the brand, need to do all of this. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I got to find somebody. So maybe I go through my state banking association and, and, and find Dan's group or mine, or maybe I do whatever. But, but how do I find the right partner, the right agency partner? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, you know, I guess knowing knowing agencies more on the uh, the sell side, right? Is is agencies usually have kind of a strength of some kind, something that they're good at. Maybe maybe it's the niche that they're good at. Maybe it's a channel that they're good at. 
I think it probably makes the most sense though before you start to Google uh, for you know digital marketing agency is uh, just getting clear on like what success looks like for you. So just taking a step back and saying, you know, what are we trying to accomplish here? Are we trying to um, you know get more account holders? Are we trying to um, you know get active in our community? Are we trying to market to um, our existing account holders? Are we trying to you know find a certain type of customer? Uh, and and so I think just if you can get really really clear on like your goals and objectives, and also even just provide some type of documentation on you know what are the things you're currently doing, what have you tried in the past, um, and and really just kind of map out you know what success looks like because you know people will say things like well yeah you know we tried that whole you know Facebook thing or whatever and it just didn't work for us and it's like well what does that mean right like you tried what Facebook thing right or hey like, yeah we we you know we spent a lot of money on a web design company and it didn't really get us anything it's like well. You know, not, not all web agencies are the same thing. Not all websites are the same thing. You know, um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance when it comes to marketing. There's a lot of things that you know maybe one day that strategy doesn't you know work very well because it was implemented a certain way, and then the next for the next company it works amazingly, right? And so I think the more context you can provide to an agency um, that you're bringing on about your situation, about what you've tried, about what your goals and success metrics are. Um, I think the more the the more effective you're going to be in in finding a great partnership and in working uh, with that partnership. And you know the other the other thing I would say, and we can talk about some ways to go looking for agencies. But it's also you know once you start engaging with an agency, you have to realize that every agency has their you know their approach to signing on clients and things like that. And sometimes there's this desire that you know as a client, you know you you're the one with the money. That you want to, you know, kind of control the frame of the process, and you know that can be really counterproductive because most agencies might have their own process that they want to engage you with in terms of how they do research or how they do an audit or how they kind of move through that selling process. And so it's it's great to have a buying process to define that as a bank. Hey, these are the five steps that we're going to go through as a bank to find our next agency, and make that available to your uh, agencies that you're looking to get, uh, you know, proposals from. Um, but also being willing to work within their processes because for them to, you know, if it's like a fight for them to get like a meeting with you or get like some discovery information, I mean, it's just going to make them less effective. So I think if this is really a problem that you're trying to solve, be really clear on those goals and objectives and also be allocating time to the process as well. Um, You know, mostly this type of stuff that you're trying to solve is not going to be a quick solution. It's not like, oh, hey, there's an easy button. Like, let's just quadruple our account holders forever and like, we're good, right? Like it's going to take time and energy to make sure you're allocating that as well. I definitely, we've definitely had banks we start talking to that say exactly what you said. We, we tried the Facebook thing and didn't work. We just want an agency to run Facebook for us. And, you know, and, and as an agency owner, I'm like, I don't want to just run Facebook for it because <laughs> you're going to, you're going to give us some money and we're going to waste it because we don't know your goals. We don't know, you know, what you're trying to do on Facebook. And whether you should be on Facebook at all, or whether you know another tactic is there. So, you know, your point. We always try to kind of take it back to our process, and you know, we always want to learn as much as we can about the bank first. So, I think if you're if you're talking to an agency that's not doing that and saying, "Great, you're like let's start up a Facebook ad," uh, got to kind of question if that's the right path, right? If it yeah. didn't work for you, do you really know why? And is it is it just going to work with somebody else that just dives in, or is there some other? other way to do it. And, yeah. and Dan, Dan and I have both gotten those phone calls too from a, a, a rural bank CEO or a, or a bank market, marketing director or whatever the case may be. And so, so how much is your SEO? 
well. <laughs> how long <laughs> you know? is a piece of string, right? Right, like, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so how much is a truck? I'm, right. I'm, you know, we're all over the map. Yeah. So look, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take you through this discovery process. We're going to do this and evaluate what you need and your goal sets and all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to come up with a plan and include it in that as a scope of work, you know, that we'll, we'll put a fee set to and see if that works for you. So yeah, right, the yeah. question is more, should I spend $0 a month on SEO or should I spend, you know, $5,000 a month on SEO or more? But it depends on what, why you're wanting to spend the money in the first place and what the problem is. And I think too, like for for banks or really any market, as you're thinking about agencies, I mean, agencies, you know, if, if we kind of level up to like why why do agencies exist typically? And it's if you look at, you know, digital marketing as an example, there's a lot of different technical skill sets required uh, to run successful digital marketing campaigns. Now, if you go into a typical bank, I, now I don't, I mean, I, I obviously have a bank account and all that kind of stuff, but like, I don't imagine a lot of like small community banks and regional banks, right, have like very large marketing departments. Maybe they have a couple of people, you know, on those teams, but it's not like they have like, you know, a head of web and a head of paid media and a head of content, a head of community and a head of affiliates and a head of, you know, uh, you know, social media and a head of, you know, blogging or what, you know, it's like they don't have, you know, this like $4 million marketing budget that they're splitting up amongst a team of like 43 professionals, right? Like maybe they have, uh, you know, a couple of people that are kind of working in the, in the marketing team. And so when you engage an agency, it's, it's an alternative to you building that capability in-house. And so if you think about it, like you can go to a digital marketing agency and for the cost of like one, you know, not even senior level team member, maybe like a, a manager level team member, like, a, you know, one six figure a year salary, um, you know, 100K a year, you could probably get an agency to come in and help you with, you know, a few different channels, right? Where it's not just like, hey, I'm, I'm one person that you're going to hire and bring them in, but you can hire a, a team that maybe is comprised of like, uh, you know, an agency principal, there's a project manager, there's a head of digital, maybe there's an account manager, maybe you have an SEO person, a paid traffic person, right? And so you get this like fractional resource of a bunch of really different talented and amazing people. And the way you make that work is the agency has a bunch of clients and they kind of manage that workload across, you know, a bunch of different clients with a, a lot of headcount. Uh, so for the cost of like one team member, you actually get the benefit of five or six or seven different expertise. And so you know, that allows a bank to engage on these digital strategies in a way that is a lot more cost-effective, that they can actually go out and run really robust campaigns without having to hire that staff in-house. Now, if we look at like, you know, you, you hire 10 agencies for the same rate to do the same job, and you probably will get 10 very different outcomes. You know, it's, it's not, a, a, you know, it's not a, a commodity. It's a service type of engagement. Um, you know, who you're hiring is an important uh, factor in the types of results that you're going to get. You know, if you're hiring somebody who has gotten these results in the past for your type of business, there's probably a really strong likelihood that they're going to get those types of results in the future. If I go out there and hire a random SEO agency that's never worked for a bank before, and I say, hey, do SEO for me, right? For $3,000 a month or whatever. You know, like, will you get the results that you're looking for? Um, you know, who knows, right? It could be, it doesn't mean that SEO doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't even mean that that SEO doesn't work, right? Maybe it means that like your approach to SEO or the strategies that you brought to the agency um, weren't very good. 
Uh, and so I think that, you know, one mindset that I would definitely keep with you when you're going through this, this process as a bank is that, you know, just because one agency didn't get you results doesn't mean that the next one's not, you know? And I'm sure you guys have had clients before right. that said, oh, you know, we tried SEO and it didn't work. Right? It's like, well, okay, you tried SEO with like, you know, one company, but like, what's the market opportunity here? You know, if we do some research and we determine that, hey, such and such term has 100,000, you know, annual searches, you know, maybe the upside is worth it, worth trying again, right? Maybe it's worth trying 10 times to find yeah. somebody that's going to find you that opportunity. Well, if you, you know, too, if you go to an SEO agency, they're going to recommend SEO. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> they will and, probably and, be a hammer that sees nails. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but as a, like for small community banks, you know, you, you may have a lot of brand awareness and you, you know, you, if you're the only bank in town, you might not need SEO. So it's, it's also like looking at, looking at that bigger picture and, or, or, you know, I guess in the bigger picture, it might be, well, maybe SEO would help, but these other things would help more and you have a limited budget and, you know, so that there's also a difference, I think, between, you know, because like you said earlier, Brent, that there's agencies that specialize in SEO or specialize in Facebook or, or one single thing versus, a you know, an agency that is a kind of marketing strategy agency that can do a little bit of everything. And those agencies will give you a different perspective than the, you know, sure. single service. Yeah, I think that comes back to just you know taking the time to to unpack what um, what you're looking for, and I realize that that probably slows things down. Uh, I, I always you know imagine you know what were the leading activities that led to somebody reaching out to our agency, and you know sometimes it's you know people are on, I mean these days back then it was like conferences right we'd somebody be you know five people in a business would be in a conference room. And you know somebody pulls up the website and they're like, "Oh gosh, our website is atrocious. God, could, could somebody please just take care of this, right?" And then and somebody's like, oh, "I don't know, like who who should take care of it?" They're like, "Oh, like let's have Samantha. She's the office manager. Like, oh, can you fix the website, right?" And you know, and Samantha goes off and you know Google's and you know builds a list of twenty five different agencies and she calls all of them and says, "Hey, can I get a proposal?" And you know, here you have these agencies going. A proposal for what? Like, oh, a new website. And some people are like, oh, yeah, sure. It'd be like 3K or whatever, or 5K or 50K or whatever. You know, and then and the people that have been around for a while might be like, hey, well, we need to know what the heck you need to do. And then, of course, Samantha's like, well, we needed to be, be better, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> because we were in a meeting and somebody said, go get a website, right? And so it's, you know, it's trying to separate yourself from that type of a workflow and say, you know, if if that did come up in a meeting and somebody said, hey, you know, our website's affecting our ability to get new account holders in this in this um, in our bank. Or hey, we're not you know we're not advertising right now. You know, are, are we missing out on something? Maybe I don't know, right? Or hey, we aren't doing really well when it comes to SEO. Is 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 that something that we should look at? And I think you know asking a lot of those questions, digging deeper a little bit, really getting clear on what the heck you're trying to solve in terms of a problem, and then also being open to the agency's insights, right? I mean, I imagine if if I were to go to, to one of you guys' agencies, you'd probably do quite a lot of discovery ahead of time mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, where, where are the opportunities at? Is it with SEO? Is it with paid media? Is it with social media? Um, and that agency, at the end of the day, it's just one perspective, you know? And, and it's okay to get a couple of perspectives um, as you're looking for the right fit for your business. Um, but I think just making sure that you're, you're engaging in a process, you're doing some due diligence, and you're approaching it with some level of, of um, you know, uh, structure uh, mm -hmm. to make sure you get, in, get the result you want. 
And, and our agency has gotten to the point too, Brent, that if a potential client is not willing to engage in that process and that conversation, then we're probably not the best fit for them. And you know, I, I don't want to engage in a new client relationship that we haven't been able to discuss, Dan, as you said, goal sets and all that, but even expectations and, and processes. And so if we're going to do social media management for you, here, here's what that looks like, here's what that platform is, but we're going to start first with what are your, okay, we want to do social, okay? <laughs> well, so why? You know, well, for most of our clients, in order to compete with regional and national banks, these are community banks, so they want to fully engage in, in their community. Well, what better opportunity for, for local engagement and conversation than social media? So, you know, but what are your goals from that? Uh, what, what's, your, what's your ad spend tolerance? What's your, you know, all of these things and having those conversations. And, and then what are your expected outcomes? Because if we aren't able to do that as an agency, then at some point we're going to get down the road, Brent, and it's either six months or two years or something, and our expectations and yours diverged significantly, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't play well, right? And I know you've seen uh, an, an enough of that in your expertise. <laughs> well, I, I, I like to, um, you know, any good relationship, uh, especially when you're talking about people, right? I mean, if it's, it's, it's like, you know, man, this business would be so much easier if it wasn't for those customers. And I'm sure that, you know, banks can feel that as well a little bit, but being able to have that kind of intentionality behind your business, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think is, is, is huge. Yeah. Well, uh, Brett, I, you know, one of the things, and Dan, you mentioned this, you know, when we opened also is, is your book. And this is very much fitting with your platform and your, your book, Getting Rich in the Deep End, which, you know, I've got hard end digital copies and all of that. And let me, let me set this up for you this way. One of my favorite quotes or, or points that you make in the book is asking the question, is would you rather be a neurosurgeon or, or I guess a, a family practitioner, right? A general, a general physician, which one makes more money, which one, and, you know, and kind of get, you, you go the full extent of that story. That's one of the, the ones that really caught me in your book. So talk about that a little bit as far as even, even a conversation with a, a, a bank marketer that is all things to all people. We do mm. loans. We do deposit accounts. We do, you know, I've heard what's, it said well the, in our industry the, that we all, we all sell money. Yeah. What's so, the surgery of, of banking? I guess that'd be my first question. Well, you know, I, so let me give you an example. So I, I drove uh, just a few weeks ago and was in a client's office over in Alabama and with a great bank client of ours that we do multiple services for and all of that. And, and they wanted to really be in growth mode for the coming year. Okay. So my conversation with them that was fitting with this, Brent, was what is it that you, what is it that you do best and do well? What does your community most need and where are the opportunities and all that? And the long story short was they were like, well, um, Loans for us on mobile homes, okay, is mm. is is good revenue. It's a uh, high demand. We have, you know, and on and on and on. So the conversation went way that direction. So man, I bit into that. And okay, mm. here, so so we integrate that into their coming year strategy, 
And that touches on, and we looked at SEO and there's a lot of traffic, but not much competition. Whoa. So there we are, you know, so we keep going down that road. So now we're expanding content, we're touching social, we're doing digital ads, you know, targeted digital ads, we're doing SEO, we're doing all these things. And brother, I hate to brag on us, but they're killing it, Mm. you know? And so why? Maybe that's not neurosurgery, Brent, but boy, man, we, we found a sweet spot and, and they want to go. So yeah. does that, and I think that's it. And Dan, you and I have talked about it. Sometimes it's agricultural loans. Sometimes it's small businesses. Sometimes it's whatever. But don't you think it's around finding what that is rather than, hey, we do yeah. checking accounts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's, I think that you can do some of those those broad things. Like, I mean, again, I'm not like a, you, you guys are the bank marketing experts today. <laughs> Um, but I think you can, you can do things that are broad if you truly do them better than anybody else within your category. I mean, I think I would look at things like, you know, Zappos and customer service, right? I mean, selling shoes is not like a super innovative thing. I mean, they were selling shoes on the internet, um, but they, like, they did something innovative with something that was like really, really broad and they did customer service better than anybody else, right? You could, there's like a story of, you know, Tony Shea, where he, you know, he, they had, he, they're out of some conference or whatever, and, and they needed to order a pizza at two o'clock in the morning and nobody could find an open pizza joint. So they called Zappos, like Tony Shea, like the founder of Zappos, like called Zappos and had them like Google, like on the phone with them and find like a pizza place for them in like New York or something like that. Right. Um, and so, like, literally, they called Zappos customer support which is a company that sells shoes and they got like directions on how to order pizza in New York at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and that's an example of like extraordinary customer service. So if, if you, I mean, I think you could do something broad like checking accounts if somehow you made checking accounts like the thing that was better than everybody else. But if that's not possible for you, then I think you need to look at specialization. You need to look at, you know, where, where can you become, where can you create unfair advantage for your business um, is that in a in a category? Is that in a market? Um, you know, if you looked at, I mean, I don't, I don't know much about mobile home loans, but I imagine that if I got to a page of a website, or even if I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad that said, you know, get a new loan for X percent, and you know, or I saw an ad that said, you know, um, you know, instant approval with you know three percent, you know. APR on mobile home loans. And I was in the market for that. And we knew through some type of indicator that I had expressed interest in, into a mobile home, um, that that ad would would catch my attention. Like I literally might just scroll past a loan ad yeah. and not think twice about it. Or I might have, you know, might see a HELOC ad or I might see a, a home mortgage ad or whatever. And it just might like scroll past, scroll past, scroll past. But then all of a sudden, you offer me something that's very personalized and specific to my situation. And um, and if you really know that, right, if I clicked on that ad or if that ad had some type of, you know, some, some type of content that really attracted me as a customer that said, hey, this person like knows about mobile homes, right? Maybe they, you know, are, are name dropping brands. Maybe they're talking about how maybe the process to buying a mobile home is really frustrating. Like, I don't know, right? I mean, uh, I'm not really sure. I've never done that myself. But if if that was if I had experienced something within that category and the bank knew that process really well, and it was very clear that they, that they, that they had some type of specialization in this, 
um, in this market for this type of service. I mean, that's going to build that no like and trust factor instantly. And and so in, in my book, we talk a lot about that of like knowing who your customer is, knowing what they go to sleep at night thinking about, knowing what they wake up in the middle of the night stressed out about, and then we can leverage that information to serve them better. Uh, and so I think as a bank, if you're struggling with you know finding your inroads someplace, right, you're not getting hitting your goals, you're not really resonating with your target audience, then you might need to start looking at you know opportunities to specialize. Doesn't mean your bank, you know, rebrands their the bank as, you know, we only do RV loans or whatever, mobile home loans. Um, but maybe there's an opportunity there to create a segment, right? Maybe there's like a little a business unit there um, that you're able to create within your bank. And so I think that the more you get to know your target customer, you can you can kind of reverse engineer some of that specialization opportunity. How, how do you go, how do you think about or how, you know, how do you help agencies? I mean, I kind of know the answer to this. I'd love to hear you kind of pontificate on it. Just how do you help agencies think about what niche to sort of pursue and to kind of go after? And I think it's a similar thought process for banks. Like you've got, you you do a lot of, you do mobile home loans or you know that you know that you are able to approve them faster than the bank down the street or, you know, yeah. um, but it might not occur to you just living that life day to day that that's a thing. You know, yeah. we Chris and I talk to our, our banks and we know when we hear it, we're like, that's what you should go after. But the bank might not do that because it's kind of the it's the status quo for them. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, I know I went through a similar thing, you know, niching my agency into banks. Um, but I'm curious your your yeah. process for getting people to think. Yeah, through. I mean, I think you've got your um, I mean, we do it a little differently for agencies because uh, you know, it's it's a service business. And I, I think there's definitely a service component to banking. But it's not like 100% of the revenue is driven from, you know, service. I mean, I assume people have, you know, there's investment vehicles and all sorts of stuff that people, you know, purchase maybe without ever even talking to somebody. The things that I would probably look at, though, are, you know, kind of auditing what you currently have, right? Looking looking for opportunities in what you're already doing really well. You could do that through a basic, like, SWOT analysis of looking at your strengths, your weaknesses, kind of opportunities and threats, and getting that information from as many people in your bank as possible. Like... Different stakeholders have different opinions on what they see as strengths and opportunities and weaknesses. And so if I'm a if I'm a bank manager or whatever, and I'm back in my office and I'm not interfacing with a lot of customers, uh, you know, I might be missing opportunities there. And so I would definitely like, you know, survey and try to get as many of your current stakeholders to give you insights on that and then back it up with data, right? Like, like look at like what's actually driving revenues, what's driving profits, and see if you can identify something that you're already sitting on. Because if if you already are successful in it. Um, success begets success. So if you can if you can double down on those strengths and turn them into like true superpowers, you know that's going to be a lot faster than somebody coming up with a harebrained idea that's not proven, that has no like you know proof of concept in the bank, and be like, oh hey, we should make money on uh, you know financing lacrosse uniforms, and everybody's like, what? What are they talking? It's like who knows, right? I don't, I'm just like making stuff up, but you know it's like something that's totally random. That the bank doesn't currently do might be a lot riskier than looking at something that's already kind of under the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in terms of research, I mean, looking at the market opportunity, you guys probably have great tools at, at your disposal that banks maybe not don't have in terms of SEO yeah. and you know advertising research and, and trying to identify you know what's the total addressable market of this thing that we're talking about. What's the potential service addressable market? Are there other competitors that are that are already are targeting this area. And I, and I would look at that as a positive, right? I mean, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have so many competitors that it's like a, blue, a red ocean. Um, but then also no competitors could also be like a, a canary of sorts, right? Like, oh, hey, is this, is this actually not a thing? You know, is this even a market? Um, because markets, I think, typically self-organize. They're, uh, you know, groups of people. They're, you know, people that, that have an identity around something. You know, maybe it's like, uh, hey, I'm, you know, maybe like mobile home uh, buyers are kind of an audience, right? Maybe, you know, automotive, not necessarily people taking out automotive loans, because that's just like everybody, right? That, that has to buy a car, but maybe like auto dealers, right? Are, are a potential audience. And so it's like, how can you start to look at those audiences that already exist and see if there's something else that you can leverage? You know, if, if there is huge surf traffic, that's really low, uh, low competition, that's a potential audience. You know, are there some easy, quick wins that you could do to target that, uh, that audience through paid traffic, through SEO, uh, and see if you can kind of tap into those things. And then, you know, once you find something that works, you know, start to double down on that. And, and that's probably the other thing that I see agencies make the mistake of a lot of times is they find some success in an area and they think, oh, great, I'm really successful at going out and finding successful things. And so they go and they keep trying to like add more things versus like tripling down on the thing that's working. Hey, could we, you know, become the best, you know, mobile home bank, mobile home, you know, uh, loan bank in our metropolitan area? Could we become the best mobile home lender in all of the state? Could we start creating cross-state, you know, joint ventures and strategic partnerships and start becoming, you know, the best mobile home lender in the country, right? Um, and it's like, how far up can you kind of push that thing, which may or may not make sense for a community-led bank, but it's like, how can you start to grow something into like a 10x successful thing versus just going, oh, hey, we did that mobile home thing. Now let's go to, you know, cars or let's go to scooters or let's go to, you know, hobbies or whatever, right? And I think that's a kind of that fallacy or it's a, I think there's some kind of bias, confirmation bias, right? You like do something well and it like confirms that you're really good at going out and finding new ideas. But really that just, that one thing ended up being really good. And, and don't you think that's crucial for a community bank that may be 700 million in assets and they've got eight branches in five different communities and all of that. But every one of those that Dan and I work with are trying so hard to compete with fintechs and with Wells Fargo and Chase and Bank of America. And how do you do that? Well, you're not going to go head to head. Or if you you try, you're going to, you know, you're going to outspend yourself. You're going to, you know, end up in a ditch. So, yeah, yeah and, and and Bank of America does mobile home loans, but they don't, you know, they don't, they aren't necessarily in your community advertising them. That's right. But they're not, you know, you Brent had a good example earlier of like what that, what the actual, you know, talking about that actual ad, you know, and Bank of America's out there doing spending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on loans, and we have the best rates and good customer service. But if you're in your market, you know, saying in this little town. In you know outside of St. Louis, if you live in this mobile home park, <laughs> you know we we can approve you quickly. We can give you better rates. We can give you better customer service. Mm-hmm. You know if that if that adds in front of them, that's gonna you know Bank of America the the big guys aren't competing on that level. And, uh, and if you look at um, you know I love this topic of specialization. Uh, probably could nerd out on this for for too long for our our audience, but. You know, like what a lot of times when you look at like what specialization is, it's like taking, you know, multiple concepts and kind of, you know, putting them together, right? So if we said, okay, you know, 
you know, are there, how many banks are great at lending? I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's lots, right? It's like, well, how many banks are great at lending and understand, you know, mobile homes? Well, that just probably thins the playing field, right? You know, it's like, well, how many banks are, you know, great at lending, um, you know, know mobile homes really well, are hyper-local focused, right? Now we just thinned out the opportunity quite a bit, right? And maybe it's like, hey, how many, you know, you add another layer to that of like, um, you know, obsessed with customer service. And now we have like maybe a competitive field of, you know, less than, you know, two or three. Mm-hmm. And, and so that really becomes that process of creating an unfair advantage is, is just adding some different criteria for the things that you're going to specialize on. And then that creates that like, you know, much thinner playing field. And so like, you know, for, for our business out there, there's lots of business coaches. How many business coaches are focused on agencies? Like, oh, well, we just got rid of 98% of the market, right? There's like thousands of business coaches, but how many are focused on, on digital agencies? Well, maybe there's a couple dozen, which is still a lot. But now if we add in like one or two other factors there, we can start to become like, you know, essentially a business of one where there's really no other competition that's doing mm-hmm. the same thing that we're doing. Um, now, the trade-off of that is, you know, you can't be everything to everybody. So you might have to say no to some other opportunities. Um, and that's just the reality, I think, of of life. And really hard to do. And especially when you have the whole C-suite breathing down your neck going, hey, we, we got to grow revenue this year. We got to, you know, and, and you want to grasp at every opportunity uh, rather than turn and look at them and say, okay, so here, here's what we need to do. Here's how we need to specialize or here's what we, you know, and, and ultimately it will increase uh, the, the type and target of engagement that we're trying to, to get at. So very well said. Well, cool. Yeah, and you you do geek out on on specialization. I think that's a I think that's a great thing because it's not discussed enough. It's more the the how to of of going to do banking. And and Dan and I both attend so many of these conferences and things. And and there's kind of that repetitive theme, Brent, of what uh you know what's out there and and how to do checking accounts well, <laughs> you know, rather than you know having the and it takes an element of bravery, does yeah. it not? And, yeah. and, and faith, if you will, to, uh, to do that. And then the research and data that you meant yeah. to, to go with it uh, that's really going to put a backbone around, hey, we're diving deep into small banks. You, yeah. And you got to jump, you know, you got to dive into the deep end before, you know, you're jumping off before you really know how good it is down there, right? Yeah. You have to have that faith, like you're saying, to, to go there, right? Like, uh, you know, you go to a chamber of commerce loan office, you go to a chamber of commerce meeting and make some good connections and probably find some loans, but they're they're all over the place versus specializing might, you know, might take a while for that brand message to get out there. Yeah. Uh, build, but once it does, you're, you know, you're you're in it. Yeah. And and too, like, um, you know, and you guys might find this is that once you, you know, not not every campaign, not every strategy is successful. But we can actually get, you know, in, in, in judging yourself whether you're successful with every campaign that you run as a bank or as a bank marketer uh, might not even be the best uh, measure of success. Because, you know, if, if when it comes to this type of, of business growth, um, we don't need every campaign to be successful. We, we could be successful with one out of every like four campaigns. But if it was like wildly successful, it's going to kind of like pay for all of the other campaigns, right? Because there's really no like limit to how successful 
we we can be within a, within a market, right? I mean, obviously, there's like the total addressable market, um, but if you if you think of it like you know, we're going to try to specialize our business. We're committed to this idea of of becoming known for something, and it's entirely possible the first three or four things that you try will be unsuccessful. It doesn't mean that specialization is not a successful strategy. It just might mean mm-hmm. that your implementation or that specific idea is not gaining traction. Uh, and and so and we hear this all the time with agencies where they'll say, "Oh, well, yeah, I tried that niching thing; it didn't work for me, so I'm never going to do it again." Right? And I liken that to, you know, somebody that goes out to eat at a restaurant has a bad meal, and then it's just like, "Screw it, I'm, I'm never eating Mexican again," I'm, I'm, or "I'm never going oh. out to eat again." Right? I had a bad yeah. meal, right? Like, and, and of course, I say that, and people are like, "Well, obviously, that that that's probably." Uh, you know, I, I would never do that if I, you know, I just try a different restaurant. And it's the same kind of idea is as as you are engaging through this this process, you know, we can have all the data in the world, we can have all the best strategists in the world, and sometimes we're just gonna make bets that just don't hold up. But if we can get really good at the process of placing those bets and trying new things, then you might end up being that next, you know, community bank that has a you know an incredible growth year. Maybe you even become one of those fintech companies, you know, or or create some type of of point of differentiation. Uh, well, that, I just, my, myself personally, I've had a lot of my own uh, banks that we've worked with, like our businesses worked with, have have gotten like gobbled up by bigger and bigger banks. I, I don't even know, like, I mean, I know the name of my bank, but like, I don't know, like, I guess they've gotten gobbled up like seven or eight times, um, and are part of now some like megacorp, and like nobody has ever really called me, right, and and just been like, hey, what's up. And somebody called me this week and I was like, hey, and they're like, hey, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a person here. Like this is, you just like literally called me and you, now it's a, it's a point of differentiation. And so I think those small community banks, I mean, that's, that's a, that should be a part of the unfair advantage, you know, paradigm is like, how can you be engaged locally? How can you uh, get to know your customers, get to know the types of things that they're looking for and, you know, making sure that's a part of your, your specialization strategy, because it's, it's probably something that's in, in those, you know, conference rooms a lot is how do we beat these huge mega banks, right? Yeah. And I can tell you as a customer, you know, first step is just, hey, give us a call and say what's up. And that's already probably a competitive advantage. Yeah, well, and and you mentioned like trying something new um, is how you kind of find your, you know, find your niche, have success in it. But trying something new is often really hard for, you know, a community bank that's been doing things the same way for a long time. So that's, you know, there's a, there's some cultural stuff in there. There's, you know, experimentation is not a natural thing for banks, but it can be on the marketing side. You're, you're not, you know, you're not, you said this earlier, you're not rebranding the bank. You're not, you know, firing all the staff and hiring new staff. You're, you know, looking at something you're already good at and testing, testing some different marketing messages, testing some different platforms. I think it's, you know, to kind of sum all that stuff up in, in the, in the bank marketer term, it's, you know, it's, it's, Playing off of your strengths and 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 working, you know, working on the message and working on the platform is um, a lot of what we're talking about here. So it's easier to go down that path than than you think. But you need to have the focus on it. Uh, you need to have kind of some of that confidence to take the the step off the edge. Brent, we knew that conversation with you today was going to be valuable to our marketing audience. Uh, even though your niche and expertise is working with agencies, um, you know, listening to all of this for a while here has, I think, made great sense for our marketing audience and, and, and has really given some valuable nuggets around, obviously, you know, around specialization and 
uh, you know, really had how to form that the right relationship first, and and then the importance of that that specialization. And this has been uh, really great stuff. So can't thank you enough for for sharing your experience and wisdom in it. Yeah, it's great to be here. Absolutely. If you got just a minute, we uh, we like to to run our guests through a quick lightning round and uh, okay. kind of see see what your see what your thoughts are. All right, let's do it. I'm I'm. Do I need to stretch first? Do I need to like yeah. do anything special? Is there anything that we need to any table stakes here? You need you need to be doing push ups the entire <laughs> lightning round. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that might yeah. make for for weird uh, audio, but we can we can <laughs> just, just mess. That's that's right. So we're going to peel back the onion that is Brent Weaver. How about that? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So Brent, give us, uh, can you share a personal best, a business best with us? Yeah, sure. So um, personal best, I would say, is my sons are uh, have been playing soccer. That's been like a new thing for us as a family. We've got two young mm-hmm. boys. And so um, it's just been fun to go out and, and watch them once a week. Uh, go out and play. Uh, full disclosure: getting them to soccer is still a work in progress. Um, that's not a perfect science by a long shot, but once we can relate, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I, this is the worst thing ever. And I'm like, no. And then they're out there playing; and they're having so much fun. And I'm like, I'm like, was it really the worst thing ever? So, um, and business best, uh, we had a, a record January. You know, uh, I think just looking at a lot of people saying things like, "Oh, you know, macro climate, this and that," and there's definitely some impact out there. But um, we've been working our tails off, and we just have thought about, you know, how do we make this an opportunity? And so we ended up having, you know, really strong January, best January we've ever had as a business, and so um, just really cool. Love it. So, Brent, what is your favorite book? Uh, or other resource besides your own, besides getting rich in the deep end, which I'm sure is your favorite. But what's another favorite? <laughs> no, man, I got plenty of favorite books. The 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 my favorite book I think ever is uh, a book called The Goal. I don't know if you ever you've ever heard of that book. It's a book about manufacturing process. Truly a life changing book. Um, which I, I'm sure if you're like manufacturing, how is this? You know what? It, but you know, go read The Goal. Fantastic book. Right. Uh, I, I read that in I read that in B school in a in a ops class and yeah I that was ten years ago but I or more than that but I can still I can still remember some specific takeaways from it. It's a great yeah great one. Love love the book the way they do the way it's written the way it's you know just the way he he uh, shares it as a story and uh, it just really helps you see something like you learn so much when he's not necessarily necessarily telling you exactly how to do things. Love that. I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm behind behind you guys. Uh, so Brett, what's your, what's your most impactful f- piece of advice you've ever received? I'm going to go with, uh, the, the, um, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Uh, and that was, um, I heard it from Vern Harnish who wrote the book scaling up, but it wasn't, I had him on my podcast and I, I, I quoted him on it, but he said that it wasn't his quote. And so I'm attributing it to him, but I'm taking it away at the same time. The main thing is keep the main thing the main thing. There you go. Love it. So then in turn, what is something that you always tell your team, your client base? What's a favorite of yours that you pass along? Uh, help first. So, you know, figure out what the issue is at hand and, and do whatever you can to help solve that problem. And then and figure out the rest later. So a great customer service mindset, great sales mindset, great, Teamwork mindset, just help first. 
I believe that is at the top of your core value stack, that, is it not? Probably one of my favorite core values because it's just it's so easy. Like just a, a guiding light of you know when, when in doubt, like just help, and um, you know, and 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 then the rest of it will probably take care of itself. Right. Brent, this has been really super. Um, so how can folks get get your your book? Um, and maybe you know get get in touch with uh, with you guys and, and 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 resource some of that. Yeah, they can check out our website at ugurus.com. That's u g u r u s dot com, or they can search for my book, which is Get Rich in the Deep End on Amazon. Um, you can get it as a Kindle or or order it. I think the Kindle's like two bucks or something like that. Uh, so if you do have an e reader, that's a great option. Uh, you can always reach out to me at brent at ugurus dot com. Great. And we'll include all of that and, and a link to your book, which we would strongly encourage uh, anyone in the marketing realm to, to, to pick up and, and dive into really great stuff. And uh, the, the contact information for you in our show notes on bankmarketingshow.com. And uh, man, we, we, we appreciate you. I know uh, Dan and I both thoroughly enjoy working with you and your team. And thanks for delivering a whole bunch of value for for our audience today, Brent. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. To go deeper or get access to some of the valuable nuggets from today's show, go to bankmarketingshow.com. There you'll find episodes, links to resources, and much more. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and join us next time.